Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to be back with you here. I want to read to you today from the book of Hebrews and in chapter 13, something that uh, I've meditated on for a while and I believe uh, is vital um, for people who want to please the Lord. So let's dive in here. Uh, It says, uh, verse 7, remember them, Hebrews 13, 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. You know, the Bible gives you uh, encouragement and actually tells you things that you should think about and things you shouldn't think about. When it says consider, it actually means take time to think through that. I think of Pastor Rodney and Adonica, and it says those who have the rule over you. You know, a pastor's job is to, that's pretty steep wording. That's a strong wording, you know, for a, a modern church that, uh, and I'm not saying all the churches like that, but people who just are accountable to nobody, maybe they go to church, if they miss church, it doesn't matter. You know, God requires it. Um, God holds us accountable, but pastors and leaders are supposed to hold us accountable. And we're supposed to hold ourselves accountable. But when people come and they're just not accountable to anybody, the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. What does that mean? Well, that you submit yourself to their leadership. And, and when it comes to big things that, you, that they can speak into your life and they can say, hey, uh, I think this, you're not doing this right. And I would avoid that relationship. And I would, you know, you're, I know you're planning on doing this in business, but I can see how this would be a problem. And you, um, and that you, let somebody who's in spiritual leadership have a have a, a say into your life, and it's not all oh, just take it or leave it, that you're submitting yourself to them as your spiritual leadership. So the Bible says, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end, their, end of their conversation. I think about Pastor Rodney and the end and uh, his life, you know, I've been in ministry for over 40 years. And, uh, you know, if the Lord tarries has many decades uh, of ministry left, but you think about what a, uh, what an awesome example he's been in doctrine, in, uh, in conduct, in purity, in faith, in persistence and perseverance. And you think about the reception, the the end of their life. You know, you think about their faith, and and even if the Lord came back today, what what the reward will be for them in heaven. And it's it's uh, it's humbling to think about that that God puts us under the charge of these men and women of God. And so the Bible says, follow their faith and take time to consider uh, where their manner of living will lead them to. Jesus Christ, verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it's a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. And then I'm going to skip down here, and it says, uh, but 16, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For which such sacrifices God is well pleased. That's talking about doing good and then also um, giving. Verse 17, it says it again. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch over your souls as they that must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable to you. You know, uh, my wife and I have been doing the healing school here for, this is now three years this month. And 
I'm so grateful to see what the Lord has done. You know, we get the testimonies back of what God's done in people's lives, and it's very encouraging. But, you know, for me, I want to see everybody healed. I believe if Jesus was doing the healing school, everyone would be healed. And I'm not Jesus, but I, but I believe that we're supposed to walk in what Jesus walked in. And so I've gotten to the place now where before I, I wouldn't give specifics on like, all right, you have to read your Bible 30 minutes a day, confess the word. I would like, I, I wanted to leave it because there's nowhere in the Bible that says read the Bible 30 minutes a day. There's nowhere in the Bible that says pray in the Holy Ghost for an hour a day. There's, there's not specifics dialed out like that. But then now what I've started to do this session or last session where I've started to just, just, hey, while you're in healing school for these two weeks we have together, your homework is take 30 minutes a day, pray in the Holy Ghost, and speak the word and command your body. And if you can do more, do more. But everybody needs to be at least doing 30 minutes a day. And there's people who got their breakthroughs at home, just speaking the word, commanding their body, and praying in the Holy Ghost, and saying, I, I, I'm going to be held accountable from the Lord, and I want to be able to do it with joy. So I'm holding people accountable. Uh, I'm holding people accountable to a standard. That's biblical. Verse 18, pray for us. I love this verse. This is what I want to talk to you about. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. You know, that's so powerful because the Bible requires our obedience. Being a Christian is defined by who you are and who you aren't. You're righteous. You're not a sinner. It's defined by what you do and what you don't do. Uh, I serve the Lord. I go to church. I am in the word of God. I believe the Bible. I obey the Bible. I don't disobey the Bible. I'm not a drunkard. I'm not a fornicator. Uh, the Bi- Your Christianity is defined by who you are, who you aren't, what you do, and what you don't do, and really what you love and what you hate. Uh, I love the things of God. I hate wickedness. I hate bad doctrine. I hate the garment that's spotted by the flesh. I hate, uh, the Bible says, God that, that the Bible says that hands that shed innocent blood, it's an abomination. So in this day and age where there's people, pastors who are coming out in support of abortion, pastors coming out in support of abortion, the, they're, they're, they're supporting something that God says is an abomination. And that's not a good place to be in. Um, Anyway, let's move on. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience and all things willing to live honestly. So the Bible requires our obedience. But something happens where you have to make a decision for yourself as a young person. And if you've never made it as a middle-aged person or an older person to whoever's listening to this podcast, uh, that you have to make a decision for yourself. I don't care what anyone else does. I've made a decision. I will obey the Bible. And I refuse to blank. I refuse to, I refuse to uh, stay in lust. I refuse to backslide. I refuse to stop tithing. I refuse to turn away from the truth of the gospel. I refuse to turn my back on the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I refuse to be offended. You know, offense, from my perspective, offense is one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing that I've seen people get taken out of the will of God by, where people come and they're plugged into the things of God, and then a leader or decisions are made and things change and people are get offended. And usually it's a pride thing. People get offended. Someone thinks, oh, I should have been esteemed more than that. And they get offended. And the Bible is clear. Offense will come. And I want to read to you Luke chapter 17. These are the words of Jesus. 
Luke 17, verse 1. Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for his for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, than he should take one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. For offenses come. And so uh, many times offenses come, and then it's it's the people who offend us that it hurts us. But you, you actually have to make a decision. And I would encourage you to make this decision today. Take time and think about this, but make the decision to say, I'm unoffendable. I, I've pre-forgiven. The Bible even says, make allowances for one another's faults. I like that because what's an allowance? Allowance is, hey, I'm giving you, I'm setting this money aside for a certain time period, right? Uh, I'm setting this as your monthly allowance. Okay, here's your allowance. Here, this is your allowance for this month. And so I'm setting this money aside for this. If he says, make allowance for one another's faults, that you've actually set aside mercy for people that when they sin, it hasn't happened yet, but I've, I've set aside mercy for you. And I'm, I just refuse because of my relationship with the Lord to ever be offended. You can hurt me. You can try to hurt me. You can not mean to hurt me. You can do something unintentionally, intentionally, but I refuse to be offended and I'm always going to forgive. There's some people that just have never decided to not be offended. And so then they go from church to church and they're offended. A leadership says something, someone else says something, circumstances change, and then they're offended. Where was God during the situation? Now they're offended. And and there's people who get offended at God. Some people I, I think are have a problem mentally. You know, I need to forgive God. You don't, <laughs> his ways are perfect. His ways are perfect. You don't need to forgive God. If you think God did something wrong to you, you're delusional. You do not need to forgive God. You've lost the plot. You need to ask God to forgive you and stop being an idiot and and move on. That's a deception of the enemy. The enemy will use offense. Mark 4 says it. Mark, Mark 4 gives the parable of the sower, and I've read it before on this podcast, but the parable of the sower, the sower sows the word, and then it talks about seed that lands on uh, by the wayside, and the birds come and eat it up. And then the second type, it says, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time, Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the work's sake, immediately they are offended. And I saw this happen. I had a a buddy that I worked with, and I invited him to church, and he came, and he went up in the altar call, and he got saved, and he gave his life to the Lord, and he was like so excited, and he came back the next week, and he came back midweek, and came back for a few weeks, and every Saturday he would text me and say, can you save me a seat tomorrow? This was many years ago, and so I'd save him a seat. And then the one Saturday I didn't hear from him, so I texted him. I said, hey, bro, are you coming tomorrow? No response. Sunday morning, hey, bro, do you want me to save you a seat? No response. Mrs. Church Sunday, Sunday afternoon, no response. Monday, he texts me, bro, I just don't think the church thing's my deal. And then I said, what happened? You were like so excited. And apparently he went back and like the, the guys that he worked with, some of the guys that he worked with were like these fraternity guys and they started making fun of him. Oh, you're going to be one of those Jesus people like Tim and Ryan. And that's offense. If he's excited. He receives the word with glad. 
sadness, and then offense comes and he backs off because of that. So there's people who get offended and back off. You know, someone insults them, makes fun of that. Oh, Christianity is just a, you, you have to make up your mind now. I refuse to ever be offended. If my pastor does something that I don't think is right, I refuse to be offended. If a man or woman of God does something, if a family member does something, if a church member does something, if an usher does something, it doesn't matter. I'm protecting my heart before the Lord and I'm refusing to be offended. Paul was saying in Hebrews, he was saying, pray for us. We have a clean conscience in all things willing to live honestly. And there's people who go into sin and they repent and they come down to an altar, but they've never actually taken the time to consider their life and to say, Lord, I've counted the cost and more than anything else on planet earth, I want to live a clean life and I want to please you. And if there's anything I'm not going to do, I'm not going to stay in this sin. And if there's anything I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be offended. And if there's anything I'm not going to do, I'm not going to walk away from the ministry. I'm not going to walk away from the truth. I'm not going to walk away from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to walk away from healing. Because there's people who've come and because of abuses to doctrines, there's people who just back off. They back off healing because there's people who are doing weird things. They back off miracles, people doing weird things. I don't want to be grouped in that category. They back off teaching on on uh, uh, on giving and receiving and prosperity because there's people who abuse it. The Bible actually requires that as men and women of God and as people in the ministry that that you are held accountable to preach the full counsel of the word. So I, I can't have it that I get and I stand before God one day and then God is saying, hey, why did you back off this? Well, there was this preacher who came through and he was mocking what we're doing and emulating it and it was just weird and it was abusive. So we backed off. Well, I didn't tell you to back off. I told you to keep sticking to the truth. There's a scripture in Jeremiah. It says, he that preaches the word, let him preach it faithfully. Jeremiah 23 verse, uh, it's 27 through 29. It's in there. Let him preach it faithfully. You have to make up your mind for yourself. I'm unoffendable. I refuse to be offended. I'll never be offended. If someone offends me, I'm going to forgive. I'm pre-forgiving them. I don't know what the details are. I don't know why it happened. I don't know who the person is, but I'm giving grace in advance. And so you're not one of those people. There's people, there's tons of people right now who are out of church, even though the Lord says, do not forsake the gathering together of believers, even the more as you see the day approaching. They're not connected to the body of Christ. They're lone rangers. And it's only because somebody offended them and they refused. They refused to change their mind. There's someone that I know that came to healing school and without giving too many details, but he was being healed. He was session after session being healed in healing school. And financially, you know, he'd been out on the streets and then was got a car and was, uh, you know, the Lord was st- starting to bless him and he was, things were getting better. And then somebody looked at him funny and, 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 and he knew, he felt like they just didn't like him because he was dirty or whatever. And he stopped coming to church. And I don't know to this day, I've reached out to him. I've sent him money. I don't know to this day where he is, but he just says, I can't come there. People are judging me. And it was one person looked at him funny. And here, here the, the Lord was undoing years of the devil's work, healing him, uh, body was being restored. And then within a short time, car's gone, back on the streets, bad situation, all because of offense. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. What matters is the call that God has for you and you deciding, I'm not going to let offense get in the way. There's people who ended up, I'm going to end with this. There's people because of offense that they couldn't get past. They remained offended and they never forgave that you don't make heaven. God said, if you don't forgive, uh, he cannot forgive you. So I want you to finish your race well. I want you to run your race well. I want you to decide what is this thing that you've allowed in your life, whether it's offense, whether it's 
whatever it is, what is the, where is the area where you haven't been willing to live honestly? There's times of repentance, but overall, you haven't made a conscious decision. I'm chopping the head of this thing off, and I refuse. If there's anything I don't do in my life, it's that. And you cut the thing off. Willing to live honestly. I love you. God bless you. If this podcast has helped you, if you would share it for us. You know, our podcast here, we're, we're coming up on, uh, in March, will be four four years old. Crazy. I've been doing this since, I think, right around March of 2019. Crazy to think about. But we love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.